0: My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. And welcome into Judd's Hockey Show. Judd, A.J. Fredrickson with you. It is uh, Tuesday, day after Christmas. Hope you all had a great Christmas. And um, the National Hockey League is still on their holiday break because for some reason it goes through Boxing Day, which I'm not quite sure I understand. Boxing Day is one of the great sports days of the year. So I'm surprised that there aren't games on this day, but the Wild returns to action. Wednesday night against the Red Wings at the X Um, and age. Here's what I've got for you. Okay. So the wild is now um, by my count, 10 and three since John Hines became head coach. So what I have for you is a, a pie chart of turnaround. So we, we ordinarily like to do pie charts of praise pie charts of blame, but I thought I'd sit down and try and quantify the players that deserve the biggest slices of credit for how much different this team has looked since the day that Dean Everson got fired the Monday after a loss at Detroit and now getting ready to play Detroit again, 13 games into the John Hines era, um, 10 and three, very much back in the playoff race, still not in a playoff spot, but they are inching closer and closer. Okay. okay. So, and and just to, to be clear, this is not, John Hines is not included because his amount of pie would be far too great. And yeah. so all I'm doing is trying to quantify who deserves what from a player standpoint. And this doesn't necessarily have to be who has played best. It's also like, if you were playing well under Dean, I have a couple of examples of this. I gave guys a small slice of pie because they have still maintained that, but we've had, we've have seen in four or five cases, some significant major turnarounds. Mm. So I'm going to start at the bottom, work my, my way up, stop me as I go, agree, disagree, your thoughts, okay? Yeah, absolutely.
1: I kind of I I kind of wanted to guess as to where, maybe what your your thought process is. So I I have my like pie as well, so Nice. um I'll kind of just
0: compare mine to yours as we kind of move along here, but I'm excited for this. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Starting at the bottom, a little 2% chunk, and remember, this is not a criticism of the play. This actually means that this person was playing well under dean and so gets full credit. Starting at the bottom marco rossi now here's why marco rossi 19 games with dean as his coach six goals 11 assists plus two uh and was averaging 16 minutes and 13 seconds of ice time since john heinz took over 13 games obviously mm-hmm. five goals 10 points a plus five he has his first power play goal of the season And he is averaging 16, 10 of ice time. So he's, he's three seconds less, but so he, he has been, he had six goals and 11 points in 19 games with Dean five goals and 10 points in 13 games. And he's gone from plus two to a plus five. So he has improved, but I, I never really faulted him. I thought he was playing well for Dean. So I didn't really fault him as, as, Oh my God, his play is terrible. I I've, been impressed with his entire catalog of the season so i'm starting with a small two percent chunk to marco rossi
1: yeah i think that's fair i think we i think we had seen kind of what was available from him under dean and this season i think he has really he it's been a big turning point for him he's grown up he's gotten better legs underneath him fit like not just like uh emotionally or like like literally he's gotten better legs just that off season workout so um yeah it, his play has kind of been a turnaround and he's only i think stepped it up a little bit under John Hines under this new regime and uh, this goes back to your point from a few weeks ago which is there's no history between him and John Hines so John Hines is coaching him and assessing him based off the player he's seeing here and now not right. the previous history of um, the health concerns in last season where he was just getting thrown around like a rag doll, It seemed like when he's out on the ice. So um, this has been a, a fun
0: turnaround for Marco Rossi. And yeah, I think, I think what'd you say? 2% nice little slice 2%. Yeah. Small yeah, slice. Yeah, slice because um, part of this is there are a few guys that deserve huge chunks. Yes. So 2% slice there. Another small slice, slightly more, but it's about the same. Jewel, Eriksson, Eck, 3% slice. Again, his stats under Dean Evison. nineteen games, ten goals, seventeen points. He was um, even in plus-minus, and at that time, he was averaging twenty minutes and twenty-two seconds of ice time. Thirteen games with John Hines, five goals, seven points, plus eleven. Mm-hmm. That's the impressive thing: twenty forty-eight. So slight, slightly more ice time, but I would say the biggest difference is. He has now been on the ice for 11 positive goals, where with Dean, he was breaking even. Um, I think plus minus has to be taken with a grain of salt a lot of times, Age. Yeah. But I think in this case, jumping for a guy like this, who, by the way, gets a lot of tough matchups, and nobody ever questions his work, and he's had a good year. um, I think what stood out to me, more so than the goals or points, is the zero to plus 11 in plus minus.
1: Yeah, since John Hines took over, he has not had a minus night. He's either been wow. even, plus one, or plus two. So this has been an incredible stretch for Jewel Erickson Um, And like you said, yes, I don't value maybe plus minus as like the end-all, be-all stat for a hockey player. But there is something to come with it. For a guy that's out there a lot of the times on penalty kills when the other team is supposed to score, to not have a negative night under... Uh, while he's out there being a two-way guy, this is a uh, Joel Eriksson Ek was drafted above Brock Besser, and that was the big <laughs> uh, kind of narrative. <laughs> like when you go back to yes. obviously Brock Besser is now having an unbelievable season, so it's great to see that for him, uh, especially being a Minnesota boy. But I mean, up until this season, I think you could argue the Wild probably got the better end of that that draft pick, um, just because of the two-way aspect that Jewel Eriksson Ek has brought to their franchise. Um, mm-hmm. He's out there. He's he's become, I think, what you can argue is a very, very, very solid second line center who mm-hmm. he's a big body. He get, kind of gets under the other skin of the opposition and maybe without saying a whole lot, which is always nice because that allows for um a, maybe a lack of discipline the other way. So, yeah, um, he's he's been phenomenal. Uh, he's he's stepped it up, I think, more offensively under John Hines than what we saw. And he's really contributing like he's he's taking the two way nature that's been assigned to him. And he's really emphasizing that he's still been solid defensively. and He's good on the penalty kill and he's good in his own end. But he's hopping up and you're seeing a little bit extra here in the offensive zone from Eric Sinek this uh, this past couple of weeks.
0: Absolutely. So he gets so we're we're at a very small right now. Five percent split between Eric Sinek and Rossi. Now we get to the bigger chunks of pie. Twenty percent goes to now on a heater Kirill Kaprizov 20% so Kirill Kaprizov with Dean 19 games 6 goals 18 points minus 10 and he was um averaging 21 minutes 23 seconds of ice time and only had of those 6 goals two even strength goals so four po- four power play goals but the one that stands out To me as well. Again here, a Mm minus ten, and and that was legit turnovers in the neutral zone. Like that was that was a legit some really bad play. So that was not a fluke. He was not trying hard, and everybody else got burned. That was on him. Thirteen games under John Hines, same amount of goals, six goals and thirteen points. So eighteen points in nineteen games. Now a point a game under Hines, thirteen points in thirteen games, a plus ten age. 21 12 of ice time but i'll get to an important stat about that in one second and he has now in those six uh goals five even strength one power play Mm -hmm. so he's flipped it so the power play goals have gone down but i'm fine with that and and he had a phenomenal low amount of even strength goals that's now gone back up last three games though so the last three games boston Montreal Boston okay and this is where this is where you're talking about a flat out heater AJ yes four goals six points in three games he's a plus four he is on the ice for twenty-five fifteen per game 25 15 <laughs> um and the last three games is where he has absolutely been back to the Kirill Kaprizov that that we know if he had If this heater had started, like, let's say it's for the past five to six games, I might have gotten more, Mm -hmm. but he's still, he's, you know, it's a decent chunk of pie, but he's getting 20% of the pie.
1: Yeah. He, he, this past few games have been so much fun to watch. And I think that's a product of he's coming, he's finding his legs again. Um, not sure if it was just like a super slow warm up into the season. And that's what we, have now seen him get closer and maybe all the way back to 100. But just so many good things that we've seen from him these past few games out, um, starting back. I want to say against the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins, just you, you know seeing that old Kirill kind of come to light, the good hands, the almost like gymnast contortioning of the body, the cir- you know the circus a- acrobatics, um, and the turnovers have started to limit. They're still there. They're still a little prevalent. So I, I do want to see that cut back. But it got to the point where it, it was a you know you you see a player pick up the puck and you're like I know exactly what's going to happen here and that was that was the thing I loved about Kirill Kaprizov prior to uh the injury which was you don't know is he going to walk around a guy is he going to throw uh, a beautiful pass cross ice whatever it got to the point where I was thinking okay he's going to pick this up he's going to skate over the blue line try to make a move and here comes the you know the other team the other way so um that is limited a little bit which is nice but the shot seems to be back. The finishing aspect, I think about that seems to be back. And we're seeing that now. Um, and that is unfortunate. I want to say for Dean Evason, just to not have that to start the season. Cause yeah. a, a guy who is a bona fide superstar, not playing at that level. And now it's um, unfortunately for him, it seems a week after his removal, Kirill starts to kind of turn it on. And uh, you see what that does for the team. Cause he, he is the main engine of the car. Yeah. Yeah. So if if yep. he's not even turning over the engine block, you, you might as well just have a nice, you know, little camper outside. So um Kirill Kaprizov on a, like he said a heater. I needed to continue because uh, it's so much fun to watch this team when he's on and fun to watch. So uh, keep it up. I, I like that. I like that. Not, not maybe worthy of a larger slice just because of how quickly it's uh, kind of come on. So let's right. have that extended and then earn a bigger slice here down the road.
0: Exactly right. All right. Three more. Uh- Slices of pie left, they they will not ironically enough be brought to you by our friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. Because if you've eaten too much pie, guess what you need? You need to lose weight, right? You're saying to yourself, How am I going to drop weight? The holiday season has taken its toll. And I am here, here to tell you that this new year, Livia wants you to choose you. Join today. And here is the deal get your first three months for free. That's right, three months for free. You're losing weight, you're looking good, you're feeling great. It's for free. All you have to do is go to L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, call 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A. This is a program, folks, that I worked on. It absolutely works. This is a program that's going to help you sustain your weight loss as well. And they are now offering breakthrough weight loss medication options as well. So choose you this new year as we get to January 1st. L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com is the place to start inside or outside the state because the whole thing can be done virtually. So if you're a JHS fan and a wild fan of Florida, guess what? You two can join and have success. All right, three slices left. Another 20% slice goes to Matthew Baldy. Well deserved. Uh, Yes, very well deserved. This is one of the best turnarounds. Um... (laughs) 12 games so so there were i think it's 19 games with dean okay Mm -hmm. 12 games because Boldy got hurt if you if you recall in the game he scored his first goal in of the season against toronto in toronto um he had in those 12 games one goal eight points minus five uh no power play goals and was basically a non-factor and we were all complaining rightfully so now he came back from injury and didn't look right still so like your of statement, age, it might have been a little bit because of that, but whatever it was, he looked like a passive passenger. And a guy, boldy sides, cannot afford to be those things. 13 games under John Hines, eight goals, 11 points, plus nine from a minus five. Um, This guy has looked like a different player. This guy has looked like a completely different player. And I would say since Hines became coach, you know, while Carrillo is hot now, I would say this has been the biggest change because Boldy, I was genuinely concerned. Like he looked like he, he was on the Jordan Greenway plan, which was checked out. And with Hines, he has been exactly what you want from a guy like that, a power forward, a real presence. And again, eight goals in 13 games. 20% 20% Matthew.
1: That's a guy where I would, I would have loved to be a fly in the wall for whatever conversation John Hines had with him when he first stepped in. Cause one of the fir- first few like personnel co- uh, conversations he had, I remember a quote from him saying, Bold's is a guy we got to get going. Like obviously he, he has kind of been watching him and uh, just frankly it, with his time away from the game between um getting fired with Nashville to his hiring here in Minnesota. I'm sure he kind of, he kind of has the idea of, all right, what teams could I be getting a call from here at some point, blah, blah, blah. And so right. with how the wild look, I'm sure it was a little bit on, on his radar. He being, you know, in the same division, probably saw them last year and saw what Matthew Boldy's able to be. So it's not like he's a complete stranger. He knows what Matthew Boldy has been able to, uh, to be, but he's also with that probably saw what, you and I saw what all the wild fans saw this uh, early part of the season, which was like you said, a little checked out. He wasn't playing with that big frame that he has like that power forward. And I mean, who, the, the wild killer, Jerome Ginla, growing up. I mean, every time, every time they played the flames, it's like, all right, that guy is guaranteed a goal and an assist or two points, three points, whatever, just because of the way he played the game. He was just out there each shift being better than everybody else on the ice because he had the size and the skill. Matthew Boldy, we know he's got the skill. He has the size, but now he's kind of woken up to you know what? I'm stronger than this guy. Right. He had he had a goal um I want to say it was against the penguins or it it was against the penguins where he he got a pass cut out front. He was on the near side of the, the post but he just threw it in reverse and just like like a truck backing up Pushed Chris, Chris Letang out of the slot, made a nice little backhand feed to I want to say Hartman on the back door, yeah. but he created that his own space there. Like that was a grown man NHL goal, and that's not something I would I would have expected from him a month ago. I would have expected pick up the puck, see okay I have a guy right on me. We're gonna retreat back to the corner and look for a different option and try to reset up the zone. He's now taking the strength matter into his own hands he's, and he's making space for himself, which is something that. Jordan Greenway we saw at times just didn't do consistently Charlie Coyle didn't do that super consistently this is now what I want to see from Matthew Boldy and whatever John Hines did he's now doing it also on the opposite side of the ice I didn't expect Matthew the Boldy to have that kind of defensive game to him as well he should with the size but you know I I understand you're you're going to be maybe a uh, 150-foot player or something like that, not the full 200. He's getting back in his own corner, getting to the dirty areas, knocking guys off the puck, and then in the same breakout, moving up ice and sending a pass across for whatever goal or whatever big chance. So he's been doing a lot more with not just his size but his skill in this 13 games with
0: John Hines. So that has been so much fun to watch. And this is a guy, too, who, you know, Bill Guerin, before Dean was fired, talked openly to the – to the media about he's really struggling he's really scuffling it feels like somebody and it might be hines it might be bill and hines i don't know somebody got this kid's confidence sky high and i don't know how and i don't know what but i mean now yeah he's playing like he should play and like he can play and i don't know why that short of the fact that he came back from an injury i don't know why he didn't have a single ounce of mojo and now it's through the roof it's been yeah. absolutely great so But yeah, credit to if it's Hines, if it's Garrett, if it's a combination, if it's teammates, whatever it it is, because this guy has a ton of skill too, to your point. He's got a ton of skill and he's strong and he can make plays all over the ice. And that can be scoring goals, facilitating goals. So yeah, Matthew Boldy, 20% chunk of pie. Now the next chunk of pie is is a guy. I'm gonna sort of go back on what I said at the outset, because this is a guy who has played well all year. But the difference that he has made with John Hines here since jo- John Hines arrived and with Spurgeon and brodeen out, he has to have a massive chunk of pie. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that his game has stepped up. Well, like, and, and this is from a position of being good. He was really good for Dean. I would argue he has been, if you watch him on a game-by-game basis, a star for John Hines so far. And that is Brock Faber. Yes. Brock, uh, in 19 games – So the stats are identical 19 games with Dean, one goal, which he scored opening night against the Panthers in the shutout of Florida that Mm -hmm. Gustafson got. And we'll get to goaltending. One goal, eight points plus four average ice time. This is important here 23.08. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very solid. Was playing with Bro Dean. Fit in. I mean, this kid came in in the playoffs and played for Dean, which I would, you know, which in retrospect is shocking. Mm -hmm. That Dean trusted a rookie to play, (laughs) to log major minutes, but Dean did. All right. But with John Hines, rock Faber, 13 games, one goal, eight points. Scored the goal against the Canadians, a big goal. But so it's one goal. So two goals on the season. He's ticked up from a plus four to a plus six. But he is now, he's gone from ice time, 23 minutes and eight seconds, AJ, to 27 minutes and four seconds. (laughs) He's playing more than 30 minutes a game for John Hines, not because they want him to, but because he has to Mm -hmm. regularly without Spurgeon and Brodine. And keep in mind, this team is 10-3 and with a large chunk without, without Spurgeon and Brodine. And that is, yes, guys have stepped up. On the blue line, some guys have stepped up, okay? But A number one, the guy that is, the guy who there, the battleship would be sunk without, Brock Faber. So I'm giving him a 25% chunk of pie because without him, I don't know where this team is not 10 and three. I don't care if Scotty Bowman was the coach. The, the, and the thing
1: is the 23 minutes he was getting prior to Hines, That's incredible for a rookie defenseman alone. And now you're stepping it up to it, It's a, it's an off night. If it's 29 or under for him, you know, I'm, I'm expecting to see, the, you know, the number of, 30, 31, 32, 33, just because of how how many casualties they've had, important casualties, I should say, on the blue line for this team. Brodeen out, Spurgeon out. Those have been kind of the anchors for, for this club. And now Brock Faber has stepped in. He is just eating minutes. He's playing over half of the game. And there are very few moments in that half of the game that he's playing that I think, oh, no, Brock Faber is doing something that I don't like. He, nice. I see him out there on the blue line, whether it's to now man the power play, man the penalty kill, just the defensive zone draw late in the game. I know he's probably on his, his you know, the he's running on E, but the, the fumes are still there and he's going to cook to get into the corner, win that puck battle, get it high off the glass and out so that the wild can have, you know, you know, that 20 seconds of buffer time before letting whoever it is charge back into the zone for a late chance. He has been so good for this team because he, even when he makes mistakes, he recovers almost instantly he, yeah. he and that's yeah. that's the thing that I, I i it's fun to watch because and that sounds weird. I don't want him to make mistakes ever he doesn't he does, you know he doesn't do it too often I but when he do, it, but when he does it's like a, oh, I'm excited to see how you're gonna bail yourself out of this and yeah. s- for, and I, I could say that in jest about other players because other players can make mistakes and it's like you know the world ends uh, the sky is falling and all of a sudden it's a two on0 the other way because you slipped and fell over the blue line brock faber mishandles the puck or he loses his footing he stumbles but he is back in position like that it is incredible he it's like he presses slow-mo on the rest of the game and then gets back into position and all right let's let's resume it's incredible how good he is when he is at his worst if that makes sense his low points are a lot of other players high points because he's just so good with the little things of the game. It's so much fun to watch and I know it's almost been a a, a per show segment of praising Brock Faber, so I'm glad we could fill the quota today. Yep. But um yeah, it's it, it's just incredible how a
0: 21-year-old rookie is doing this. It's effortless. Yeah. That's the best way I can put it. I've I've always said this, the greatest athletes do things and you watch them and say, "Yeah, that looks simple." <laughs> <laughs> like like if you watched, I don't know, Carew hit a baseball. Oh well, yeah, of course he did. That, uh, yeah, know, why wouldn't so he? Yeah, but, 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 but I mean, come on. I could put the bat in the ball like that, right? And, and then you're like, oh, my God, what did he just do? And you're right. Faber, Faber will make a semi-risky play at times, turn the puck over, and just go right back and get it. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, my God, he's in trouble. Oh, no, he's not. But, I mean, do you know how much better he is than so many? You know, that's the thing is he's just better than most people and and i i mean hell dude he made a play against bedard counter bedard here where bedard came in on him alone and it was like he was playing in the wcha again you just took the, you know he just took the puck for, i yeah. mean yeah it is it is a delight to watch it it is so much fun and i've always sung the, the praises and i do think brodeen's a very solid player a very yeah. good player um but this kid's got more skill and which is which i think is the ultimate praise because if you watch these guys again you know if you watch them on a regular basis because they don't put up big point points and stuff but you realize the skill there and how good they are and how talented i do see though that rightfully so favor is starting to get national recognition he is going to get he is going to get at this point calder votes like yeah. people are noticing but your grass just put out a tweet of of him i think at the um that a photo that john Butchergrass and Faber took at the frozen four in tampa last year yeah and then he tweeted something about brock and the ice time um people are starting to notice when you're playing this much the real hockey people don't ignore that like it's not normal
1: and the thing that i love about him too is, is i think similar to wild fans and Kirill kaprizov coming in like you've had some pretty good players come through the Minnesota wild organization, but he has raised the bar for what you expect from a forward. I, I think you could go a a year ago to date, a conversation you and I probably had after uh, a wild game, talking about how good Brodeen is and not that he is not good. I think Brodeen is very sound defensively. He's Mm -hmm. incredibly skilled, incredibly talented. He's got like his hockey IQ is great, but Brock Faber so quickly has come in. It made me reevaluate my bar for like, yeah high class minnesota wild defenseman and it, it, the the fact that it's been so quick that i think that is enough in itself to just talk about how good he is so quickly this 21 year old who doesn't have a full season on him is making me think is this guy like the most complete star defenseman that the the franchise has ever seen obviously we're still going to wait and see how just how much better he right. can get but it looks like he has all the tools he's got the frame he's got the like stamina to be that kind of mainstay defenseman he's got the offensive ability he's got the defensive ability he can play the physical game a little bit like for baseball there's the five tool athlete right the five tool he seems like the five tool defenseman just because he can really do it all if you have one of those graphs where you know it expands out the entire circle is filled out because he's good it seems like in every aspect of the game that he plays so um, Minnesota Wild fans are now being treated to not only a star, a superstar um, offensive player, but it seems like they're going to get something like that defensively here too if Brock Faber continues to develop
0: in the trajectory that we're all seeing. So 25% so far to Faber, 20% to Boldy, 20% to Kaprizov, 3% to Jules Eriksson and 2% to Marco Rossi in the pie chart of turnaround under John Hines. That leaves us, if you're doing the math at home, and I did on my calculator on my phone because I was not certain of my math abilities. They're not good. That leaves 30%. And no surprise that's going to go to goaltending. Now this does fit the description of turnaround Mm -hmm. because Philip Gustafson and Marc-Andre Fleury under Dean Evason were awful. And under John Hines (laughs) with Gustafson playing the main role, they've been great. Here are the stats. Okay. So in 11 games under Dean Everson, Gustafson was 2-6-2. And, and I know what you're saying now. Goalie wins don't matter. Who cares? Okay. <laughs> save percentage, 881. Mm. Now, just, now, just to give you an idea, in the NHL, a save percentage below 90 is considered below average. It's considered bad. You yeah. want to be um, nine 915-ish is good. 920 or above is elite. So anything under nine, you're like, this is not workable, okay? And I'll say it again, Gustafson, before, was at 881. Marc-Andre Fleury played nine games under Dean. He went 3-4-2 with a save percentage of 875, 87.5. So 88.1, 87.5. Under John Hines, Gustafson, nine games, carried the load. 7 and 2 and he deserves that. By by the way, he is he's played a huge role in 7 wins. Save percentage 93.6. Mark Andre Fleury, 4 games including two wins against Boston, 3-1 and 0, oh, 92.5. So 30% goes to goaltending which was abysmal and has now been excellent.
1: Let me let me ask you this, are they are they sharing the 30% evenly, or do you think one of them is going to get a little bit more of that 30% than the other?
0: Uh, Gustafson gets a little bit more in my opinion, but okay. don't, you know, but the flower beat Boston twice and yes. Boston is an elite team. Absolutely. So I probably wouldn't couple them together if not for that. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that the game here last Saturday, Fleury, I think faced like 19 or 20 shots but the game in Boston, he stood on his head. He won that game. Yes. So, so I'm giving flurry as a true backup. Now I'm giving him part of, of that pie with Gustafson because in those two games, he was absolutely huge.
1: Yeah. The, the, I, I don't know it still baffles me just how this happened, that they've turned around this quickly. Um, is it the guilt factor? Is it just, you know, they had a little heart to heart in a, in the goalie room all by themselves? The mental game just turned around, or I don't know what was going on, but it seemed like John Hines comes in all of a sudden. Hey, we're going to start making some saves here and there that we weren't getting before. Yep. Um, we're like you said, not that I don't think Marc Andre Fleury still has those games like he had in Boston where he won it all by himself. Yep. But I, you know, at his age, I don't think you can expect that from him more than a couple times um, in a blue moon. So he, he's been, he been, he's sort of turned back the clock. It's, it's incredible to see him. And I think, I think it was you that mentioned this, just, you know, enjoy it while you can, because oh, there, yeah. it, it, it's, I, it's I feel hall like famer. some people, yeah, I feel like some people haven't maybe like let that sink in that a hall of famer is like a first ballot hall of famer. Yes. Is going is playing for Minnesota Wild,
0: and at times you're still getting the best of what he is. So, um, oh God, yeah, yeah, and the style is so fun to watch. I mean, it's, it's a it's, yeah. you're you're not going to see this. There's not there there ain't many guys left flopping around and making no. saves like that. Like that that Boston game was a treat to watch. It's in it's like, Yeah, yeah, it's
1: a, the goalie tandem is like going from, you know, a slow and methodical. I'm gonna paint the corners with Philip Gustafson. We're gonna be very, you know, by the book fundamentals. That slider away. I'm gonna pepper that, and then you know the changeup in the dirt. Mark, Mark Andre Fleury with his wild style style is just. I'm gonna throw a 90 mile 99 mile per hour fastball by you. You're not gonna to touch it, and I'm gonna do that for eight innings, and you're gonna get maybe one hit off me. So it's uh, it, it's a lot of fun to see that. And with, with Philip Gustafson, I'm I'm glad now with this turnaround that. It's kind of put to bed any. Oh, no, was it? Was that one season? Yeah, was exactly. fluke? yeah. Was, uh, yeah. The, the trade, uh, the one for one swap for Cam Talbot going to Ottawa and him coming back. I mean, it was a pleasant surprise. I don't think anybody expected him to play as well as he did. And I expected a little bit of regression, but what you said was I think 88% save percentage. It was, yeah. it was bad. Awful. It was, it was just bad. Like it was. So whatever was going on with him physically, mentally, uh, whatever it was, I'm glad it's in the past now, or it seems to be at least because the goalie that they have now, what they're seeing, he is the, kind of that sounding presence in the back. Sometimes you're going to have a John Merrill. You're going to have a Zach Bogosian, who I think has been a little surprisingly in terms of like how good he's been with the, the casualties they've had being out. But Agreed. He's been really good since then. Yes, um, but right. they're gonna they're gonna make mistakes. Is my is my point there? And so you need the goalie every once in a while to bail you out. You know they should be making the stops that they're expected to, and surprise you every once in a while. We weren't getting the surprises with him prior to the coaching change, and we weren't getting a lot of the you know hey you probably should have that one uh, type of saves. He's now doing both, and I think that's been a huge change because when you're getting that extra. You know, that extra bailout every once in a while that says, all right, guys on the bench, they they just got us one. Let's go get him one. So yep. let's get in the zone. And, and you've seen that just with how much they've controlled the offensive zone, kind of the change in the pace of the game. They're snapping the puck around a little bit more with purpose in the offensive zone now. And it seems like that kind of planned chaos, which is my favorite type of hockey to watch, just because. The Wild really haven't had that. It's been very boring, I feel like, at times here and there under Dean Evason. But now it seems like they're really just, you know, get to a spot, find an open guy, fire the the puck on net, and then we'll kind of reset and re-go. So um, the goaltending has been a big help, I think, very
0: well-deserved for that chunk of pie. So um, I I think there's two things here, too. Uh, One is, and it's weird, but if, if you look, Gustafson got hot last year around the exact same time thanksgiving and he wasn't good before then and i remember we all thought that trade was just abysmal and then he i i'm not mistaken for last season finished second in the league in like save percentage and goals against yeah uh but he got hot again at the exact same time which is sort of weird and and again that might go back to your point of too bad dean didn't get that or get the chance but whatever Mm -hmm. the other thing though is and i think you i think you nailed it i think the other thing we're ignoring a little bit in in the goaltending and look they have been improved no question about it style of play like the priority on moving the puck and and the pace of play Mm -hmm. has to help like they're getting the puck out of the zone much quicker yeah so i i think there's a definite the goaltenders confidence mojo way up no question about that but i think the style of play has helped them big time i think what we saw under dean which became a lot of running around in their own zone, like, like they were not playing at this pace. I think the pace helps a lot. And I think getting the puck out helps a lot. And so I do think I'll go back to what I've said the entire time. Um, John Hines might, might not have like changed things in a huge way, but he changed enough systems that the style of play became significantly different, benefited certain guys forwards, Kaprizov now, but I also think it, it benefited, the goaltenders, and you're right on Bogosian. Bogosian was a guy they traded for. I was like, okay, it's a veteran guy. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) this ain't going to mean much. And I didn't think he was great when he got here, but with Spurgeon and Brodino, and he's actually having to play more, the more he plays, the more effective he gets. Mm -hmm. And he's become a very, I I would call him now, a trustworthy veteran type of guy, the type of guy that you would hope Golagoski or John Merrill would still be but they're really not he's become that okay so that's my pie what's yours
1: um really quick too on the pace of play i one thing i'm noticing this is i i, I know we're not including john hines on this but i you know I if just you're gonna include, give him any got yeah too much. yeah exactly but for the what what i saw what i've seen from the just exiting the zone. Cause that's been something that I think was like almost a, as soon as he got a little time to actually implement it, has been a huge change under Dean. It was like this congested, we're all going to leave the zone together. We're all going to be a family and leave the zone together. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm seeing a winger leave the zone, like almost by force. I'm going to leave. You know what? I'm going ahead. You're going to catch up at some point. And that is going to draw the, the opposition to say, Hey, we can't have this guy just behind us because one good outstretch outlet pass that gets past us, he's in all alone. They're forcing the the opposition to almost back up out of the zone and give them the space now, which, mm-hmm. you know, you have the center lane option coming through, but that's um, that's been a very refreshing change to me. Um, really quick, I'll just run through mine. I kind of had the same breakdown. Um, I had 25% of the goalies shared amongst. I maybe gave like an extra 1% for 2% out of that. To uh to Gustafson, just because I think his turnaround has been yeah. a little more noticeable. Um, yep. the thirty percent to Faber has been he he's just been a rock star. He's been such an anchor for this team. Um, not just the anchor, but it, it just a calming kind of you know the scented candle, so to speak, in, in the messy house where you you know you take that whiff and you're like, you know what, all this chaos, everything around me, it's just fine. Plus um, he's Clark
0: Kent too. He wears glasses. He looks like the meekest of I mean, he looks like he should be teaching first grade out, out of college, right? Did I see it right? That he like has his own glasses line now. Yeah, he just he just debuted one. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah, so he's a smart. He's gonna be captain within three years. You like he is all? a cat. He's, oh my God, he's a spokesman for the team. He was talking in training camp and people were like, well, he's talking because he's the only one left in the locker room. Okay. But he's willing to be the only one left. He is (laughs) captain material. He is. He's no, I I think this kid, I think this kid's a good kid, but I think he's also incredibly smart. And I don't mean in a bad way. I mean, he's just smart, but Mm -hmm. he's Clark Kent. (laughs) He takes Uh, off the glasses. He's a star.
1: Yes, um, and then so I had so twenty-five to the goalies, thirty-two. Brock Faber. I had fifteen each to Kaprizov and Boldy. Um, okay, just I, the the heaters and whatnot. I I think your point about the how how quickly it's been for Kaprizov probably earns Boldy a smidge more, but you know for this for the a- aspect of this. Um. Sure. So with the remaining fifteen percent, I divvied that up evenly, and probably I should have taken away from Bogosian here, but um, I gave five to Rossi, five to Ek. And five to Bogosian, who, like I said, I think has been an That's incredible cool. surprise just because of I didn't I didn't expect anything from him. So he he has surprised me and kind of made, made me eat my own words, similar in the sense of what Ryan Reeves did a little bit last year. Mm-hmm. When they traded for him, it was like, OK, you know, it, how much can a locker room guy really change things? And he did. He he made me somewhat a believer. Um, and now kind of we're seeing. Why they didn't match any offer that uh, Toronto did, but um Zach Bogosian, I didn't expect much. I expect you know a bigger body. He's kind of another eight minutes. You know you're gonna need a little bit of depth and size at the blue line, but he has been, I think, for what his role was expected, very solid. He's been uh, elevated to a position now in my mind where I don't mind him going out on the ice. He has been right. able. He like he he's he doesn't have any like world bending offensive skill, but he has like, we've seen with Jake Middleton, he's jumped up in the play a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. And granted, I don't want Zach Bogosian down in the offensive zone below the goal line trying to, you know, wheel and deal. But if he gets up there by a soldier of fortune and just has, you know, that's where the time and place it makes him be. I, I don't mind it. Like he, he has been uh, a decent enough to where he, he does stuff and it's not, going to wreck the plans of the defense it doesn't he's reliable yeah he's not he's he's Solid. coming in with his brush stroke and he's not changing the painting right. He's simply he's coloring in the sky a nice right. little blue stroke and back back out of the way so um yeah that's uh, that's mine. but i think uh i think i think yours a little more in depth takes the cake and he's yeah.
0: not a yeah he he's not an oh boy guy hmm. unfortunately when go or merrill go on the ice it's like oh boy oh boy <laughs> Oh, boy. You know, you know is we- like, settled down, and you're like, okay, there's a steady <laughs> defenseman. I compare him to, to a guy, like, about, what, th- three or f- or four years back, Ian Cole, who bounces from team to team to team. Yeah, But, like, he was, like, just a steady guy. He didn't screw up a lot. He wasn't going to do a lot, but he also was going to play minutes. He was going to eat those up, and he was going to give you an effort. And, Good. look, I mean, Merrill and Goligosky, don't get me wrong, they try. There's mm-hmm. just too there's too much that goes wrong too often I think. Yeah, you,
1: similar to the old boy, he's not. You're not having a Zach Bogosian experience last year with yeah. Klingberg. It was the oh, okay. John Klingberg ride. Like buckle up, it's the John Klingberg yeah. experience. If I don't have to talk about having an experience with you, you're doing yeah. just fine in your role. So uh, Zach Bogosian, keep doing what you're doing, man.
0: Age, great stuff. Appreciate it. Uh, Judd's Hockey Show, we're planning on being back tomorrow night, by the way. After the Red Wings Wild Game, Age and I will uh, join you. I'll be at the arena. Age will be anchoring things, as always. Appreciate it. Subscribe to all the Good Score North content. Flagrant Howls, Purple Daily, uh, The Twin Show, Judd's Hockey Show. We appreciate you uh, watching. Have a great holiday, and we'll talk to you soon.